Welcome, welcome everyone to another Jesus Child Talk edition. Happy Wednesday, everyone. If you know the history of this podcast, you most likely recognize its roots are centered and cemented in education, mining the field of the Bible. And our stories are not based upon fluff or opinions. Well, again, welcome. I'm Pam Pastor with the grace and peace of God, Love Wins. It's fabulous to have you joining this morning. The Word of God came into existence over 2,000 years ago, and these biblical truths that we'll be going through and walking through have stood the test of time. Now, with that said, people have asked me why I devote one episode out of seven specifically for children. And you know, that's easy. The Word of God teaches in Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, that Jesus offered an important teaching to his disciples by telling them, if anyone causes one of these little ones who trusted in me to lose faith, it would be better for that person to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around the neck. Now we know that children are by nature very trusting, and because of this, they trust most adults. They are therefore easily led to faith in Christ With this in mind, we must understand that God holds parents and other adults accountable for how we influence these little ones. Jesus warned that anyone who turns little children away from faith in him will receive severe punishment. Friends, understand as a collective, we owe our children to lead them to Jesus, giving them a hope and a future. They are the future generation for our country. And today we'll be reviewing our story, God Answers a Prayer, and then we'll look forward to our next stories called Rebecca Says Yes, Esau's Terrible Mistake, and finally Isaac digs some wells. So as we read these stories, listen for the answers as I've selected one question per story for us to answer. Question number one is for our story, Rebecca says yes. And the question is, what did Rebecca do when she saw Isaac? Question number two comes from our story, Esau's terrible mistake. Question here is, what did Isaac and Rebecca name their twins? And finally, our third question is from today's story entitled, Isaac Digs Some Wells. And the question being, what is a famine? So listen for those three questions. Again, what did Rebecca do when she saw Isaac? What did Isaac and Rebecca name their twins? And what is a famine? So before we dig into our new stories, let's take time now to review where we left off from last week. We had discussed how did Abraham's servant find the right girl? Well, he had prayed and asked for God's help in finding the right girl, and he decided he would ask one of the girls to give him some water from her pitcher at the well. If she answered with a smile and said, yes, I will water your camels too, then she would be the one God had chosen to be Isaac's wife. 
And her name was Rebecca, we learned. And how did she show that she was the right girl? She gave Isaac's servant a drink from her pitcher, and then she did offer to draw water for the camels. Now our story is going to pick back up with Rebecca saying yes. So in the morning, Abraham's servant wanted to take Rebecca and leave at once to return to Abraham. But her mother and brothers said, let her stay with us a few days at least, and then she may go. The man begged them not to delay him, for he felt that he should hurry back to his master again. They said, we'll call Rebecca and ask her if she's willing to go so soon. She replied, yes, I'll go now. So they sent her to Isaac and never saw her again, for Isaac's home was hundreds of miles away. After many long, hot, weary days of camel travel, they came at last to Canaan, just as the sun was going down. Isaac had gone out into the field for a walk to be alone with his thoughts. Perhaps he wondered whether the servant would soon be back and whether God had helped him find a girl to be his wife. What would she be like? Just then he looked up and the camels were coming. When Rebecca saw Isaac walking in the field, she asked the servant who it was coming to meet them. The servant told her it was Isaac. Then she took a veil, covered her face with it, and Isaac brought her into the tent that had been his mother's before she died. And Rebecca became his wife, and he loved her. Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac and died at the age of 175. He was buried in the cave he had bought from Ephron, where he had buried Sarah. Now, our next story is Esau's terrible mistake. After Isaac and Rebekah were married, God gave them twin sons. The baby's names were Esau and Jacob. Esau was born first, and Jacob was born a few minutes later. So Esau was the older. In those days, the oldest son in every family had what was called the birthright. This meant he got more of the money and property when his father died. In fact, he got twice as much as the other children. In Isaac's family, Esau was born first and had the birthright. When Esau and Jacob grew up to be men, Esau was a hunter. He went out into the fields and woods and killed deer and brought the meat home to his father Isaac. How his father loved that meat. Jacob stayed home and helped care for his father's flocks and goats. One day, Jacob was at home cooking some especially good food when Esau came in from his hunting. Esau was very tired and hungry and asked Jacob to give him the food. Jacob said he would if Esau would give him his birthright. Esau didn't care about it, so he told Jacob he could have it. Then Jacob gave him some food. It was wrong for Esau to sell his birthright. God had given it to him, and he should not have sold it. It was wrong, too, for Jacob to take it. Now, our third and final story for today is called Isaac Digs Some Wells. One time, there was a famine in the land. A famine means that there isn't enough food. Isaac moved back 
to Gerar, hoping to find more food there. Gerar was the city where his father Abraham had lived many years before. After Sodom was destroyed, God talked to Isaac at Gerar and told him to stay for a while. He promised to bless him, so Isaac planted crops. When the grain grew and became ripe, he reaped a hundred times as much as he had planted. But the Lord made it grow so well. The Lord made Isaac very rich and great and gave him flocks and sheep, herds of cattle, and many servants. But the Philistines, the people who lived in Gerar, were not pleased to see him so much richer than they were. They envied him and wished they had his flocks and herds. Then the king of the country came and told Isaac to go away. So Isaac went away and found another place to live, a valley where there were some wells his father Abraham had dug when he was in Gerar. But the Philistines had filled them with dirt, so he couldn't get any water from them. Isaac took out the dirt, and his servants dug a new well too. But the Philistines came along and said the wells belonged to them and took them away from Isaac's men. Isaac told his men to dig another well, but the Philistines came and took it too. He tried once more, and this time the Philistines let him have the well. Later, Isaac moved to Beersheba, another place where his father Abraham had once lived. That night the Lord spoke to Isaac and told him not to be afraid of the people living there. They would not harm him, for God would be with him and take care of him and bless him. Then Isaac built an altar and worshipped the Lord. Soon afterwards, the king of the Philistines, who had told Isaac to go away, came from Gerar with two friends to visit Isaac. Isaac asked them why they had come, since they hated him and had sent him out of their country. They said they wanted Isaac to promise never to harm them, for they saw that God was his friend. They knew this because of all the good things God had done for him. Isaac was nice to them and promised never to hurt them, and they promised not to harm him either. Isaac's servants dug a new well at Beersheba and found water. They were glad because sometimes the water was very deep in the ground, and they had to dig a long time before they found it, and sometimes they couldn't find water at all. Now during this time, Isaac's son Esau had married two wives. Both of them were girls from Canaan. His father and mother were very sorry because the girls of Canaan worshipped idols. So at the beginning of this story, we said that we would review the questions at the end. So let's start with the first question. What did Rebecca do when she saw Isaac? Well, we learned that when Rebecca saw Isaac walking in the field, she asked the servant who it was coming to meet them. The servant told her it was Isaac. Then she took a veil and covered her face with it. Isaac brought her into the tent that had been his mother's before she died, and Rebecca became his wife, and he loved her. Our second question, what did Isaac and Rebecca name their twins? Well, the baby's names were Esau and Jacob. Esau was born first, remember, and he had the birthright, and Jacob was born next. But during a switch, 
Jacob steals the birthright from Esau, even though Esau just goes ahead and gives it to him. And finally, what is a famine? A famine simply means that there isn't enough food. Now, next week, our story will continue on when we read Jacob Lies to His Father. While it's a short story, it's packed full of details. So together, we'll search for answers to seven questions. Today, though, I want to expand our study to include a prayer from Sarah Young's Jesus Calling book. This devotional prayer is coming from December 13th, and we're going to focus on God's presence. So let's center our minds back upon Jesus now and prepare to read this devotional. Take time to be holy. The word holy does not mean goody-goody. It means set apart for sacred use. That is what these quiet moments in my presence are accomplishing within you. As you focus your mind and heart on me, you are being transformed, recreated into the one I designed you to be. This process requires blocks of time set aside for communion with me. The benefits of this practice are limitless. Emotional and physical healings are enhanced by your soaking in the light of my presence. You experience a nearness to me that strengthens your faith and fills you with peace. You open yourself up to receive the many blessings that I have prepared for you. You become a cleansed temple of my Holy Spirit, who is able to do in and through you immeasurably more than you ask or imagine. These are just some of the benefits of being still in my presence. Now, we're going to learn a few scripture verses today that go along with this devotion. The first one comes out of the book of Psalms, chapter 27, verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Did you know, friends, you can seek God and know that he is on his heavenly throne and we can go into his temple with court and his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Now, our next verse comes from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. You see, God works through and within us so that we can go out and be a blessing to other people. Now, kids, I want to change our focus. I want you to have a conversation with either one of your friends, perhaps a brother or sister, or even one of your parents or one of the adults that's that's with you. And this discussion centers around the topics of wows and pows. And if you remember, a wow is where you're going to share something God did in your life this past week that you're grateful for. 
And then I want you to think of a pow, which is something that may have happened that was a disappointment. It didn't quite go as you anticipated or expected, but God stepped in and turned it around. Now you see the bright side in it. So now that you know how this works, feel free to share your wows and pows among you. And I encourage you to write in to me and share with your listeners. If other kids would benefit, I would definitely add it to an episode. So let me know if you have a wow or pow. And kids, if you're God's children, his chosen ones, and you are, one day when you're really, really old, God wants you to come and live with him. If this is what you want to, then tell God that you're sorry for any bad things that he didn't want you to do. Maybe you listened to the wrong friends or disobeyed your parents. Whatever it was, just tell God that you're sorry and mean it from the bottom of your heart. And when you do that, you're doing something called repent, repenting of sin, and God will accept your apology. So then after that, you're going to ask God to give you his Holy Spirit to live within you and guide your life. Tell him that you accept and acknowledge the free gift of his son, Jesus, who died for our sins at the cross of Calvary. So this is called being born again spiritually. And you may need an adult to help you with this concept. And that is okay. Just know that what you did by asking Jesus to be with you in your heart is something you'll never be sorry for. So congratulations and God bless you on the most important decision you will ever make in your life. And when you have the opportunity to read, pick up some of the Bible stories Jesus shares. You'll never have a dull moment again. You know, Jesus loves you and so do I. God bless you. Now we're going to close in prayer. And this is known as a benediction or a blessing that was given to us from Moses's brother, priest Aaron. And you can find it in the book of Numbers. It's in, book, it's in the book of um, chapter 6 verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And you know, friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins productions will be available most days during the week. And we do have special child talks like this one on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in and learn about many of the stories found throughout the pages of the Bible. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. So I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of all things Jesus together. And if you like this podcast, make sure and like and subscribe so you'll get the latest releases as they become available. And by accepting Jesus as your savior, you have been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And the apostle John sends us out into the world with the blessing given as the last sentence in the Bible that's found in the book of Revelation. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, God bless you.